So we're reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, and it's 1 to verse 15. We're entering to these lovely chapters now of the principles of giving and fellowship in giving ministry to the saints who need it. Relief to the saints who need it. We'll read from verse 1. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, how that in a great trial of affliction and abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. For to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power they were willing of themselves, praying us with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Insomuch that we desired Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also finish in you the same grace also. Therefore, as you abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence, and in your love to us, see that you abound in this grace also. I speak not by commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. And hearing I give my advice, for this is expedient for you, who have begun before not only to do, but also to be a forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also of that which ye have. For if there be first a willing mind, it is accepted according to the man hath, and not according to that he hath not. For I mean not that the other men be eased, and ye burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply for their want, that their abundance also may be a supply for your want, that there may be equality. As it is written, He that had gathered much had nothing over. He that had gathered little had no lack. Just let's have a word of prayer and then we'll consider what we've read. Lord, we ask thy blessing upon this word. We see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ as he come into this world and that would be a great encouragement and motivation for us in our giving. And we just pray that we might see these wonderful examples of Christian giving and may it stir us up and have the desire to do likewise. For we ask it to our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So here is Paul is talking to his Corinthians who he loved very much. And he's now talking about this principle of giving. And he sent Titus to Corinth because apparently a year ago they had 
made a collection or, or dealing with a collection for the saints in Jerusalem and Judea who were in great need of provisions. And Paul is exhorting them to finish this giving. Yes, it's not yet complete yet. So Titus is going to finish this collection to get to sent to Jerusalem for the relief of saints in Jerusalem and Judea. And that exhortation is very necessary for them. They, they, he's going to give us the example of the Macedonian churches as a principle of giving. He's going to give us an example of the Lord Jesus Christ in verse 9. If that shouldn't motivate us to be giving from what he gave, then nothing will, will it? There's some examples in Philippians I'm going to go to as well. Because uh, sometimes it's not just monetary things that are given, it's sometimes the people themselves that give themselves unto the Lord. And this is what the Macedonians' churches did. They give themselves first to the Lord. In the principles of the giving that they were undertaking. And there's examples also in the building of the tabernacle. I know that seems unusual to go to the tabernacle, but there is a great example of absolute wonderful giving in the tabernacle. Everybody had a part to play, everybody brought something, and they, they abounded, and they had enough to complete the whole tabernacle. So we'll look at that a little bit later. But one of the things in the NHS, we have teams in the NHS when we go to crash calls to acute illness patients and to cardiac arrest patients, we look for the quality of the teamwork involved. It's got to be good, sufficient teamwork. And there's a little word that is mentioned which not many people might know about. It's called followship. I mean, we're talking about fellowship here. Fellowship means sharing in common and contributing. But in this teamwork, we have a thing called followship. Followship means you're giving a task to do and you must complete the task and report it back to the team leader. Yeah. So, if I was a member of that team and they would ask me to say, right, you put, can you put two cannulas in? Can you take me some bloods off? Uh, and get back to me when you've done it. That would be my task. I would complete that task. If I couldn't complete that task, I would tell the team leader. Now, we see an example of this here. You know, They hadn't quite followed on completing the task for the needs of these saints in Jerusalem and Judea. So all the whole exhortation here is to motivate them to get them to do that. The Macedonian churches were poor. The Corinthian churches were rich. There's an example, isn't it? So I'm sure verse 9 would speak to them quite strongly because they were rich. And it should speak quite strongly to us in our day as we respond in the process of giving. But anyway, let's go on from verse 1. <clears throat> 
I'm going to read it from the Amplified, verse 1, because it's, it's much better than the, the Amplified. It says, I want to tell you, brethren, about the grace, the favour and the spiritual blessings of God, which has been evident in the churches of Macedonia. And that grace that has been poured out by the Lord, the prompting of God for them to give, this is what it is. The desire to give. Grace has been poured out on the church of Macedonia with a grace and desire to give. Now we need that, don't we? we need, we're going to have that start there, that we've got the desire to give. It might be giving ourselves, it might be giving our time, it might be giving of our financial resources, it's all giving, isn't it? It's all giving unto the Lord. And he says, this church in Macedonia were absolutely wonderful. In a great trial of affliction, the Macedonian churches, yes? Similar to the, especially the Thessalonians, they had similar trials as they had in Judea and Jerusalem when they were getting persecuted. The Thessalonians were getting persecuted as well. So they've got a lot to think about, haven't they? These Macedonian churches who were getting persecuted. And you would think, hang on, we know we've got enough to think about without thinking about anyone else at the moment. Uh, but that's not the Christian way, is it? You don't think about yourself, you think about others. And a great trial of affliction, an abundance of their joy, and in their deep, extreme poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. The wealth of their generosity. They were poor. Depth of extremity and poverty. But they had this great desire to give to these people who were suffering, their brothers and sisters who were suffering in Jerusalem and Judea. A wonderful desire. And we can see it in principle today, don't we? I remember the, the Lusk church in Ukraine. Lots of churches had contribution, didn't they? They collected a contribution to send to the assembly in Lusk because they had need of these things. And we're still following that up, aren't we? We're still seeing things done and what they are achieving and... They're achieving quite a lot. They're getting hundreds of people to the gospel. You know, they've got an orphanage going. They've got lots of things going in the midst of a war. These people are so encouraging uh, at what they're doing. And they're a good example too, isn't they? So there's an example of what we have, we could share with them. If we have an abundance, we can share with them. If we were poverty-stricken, then someone else might share with us. <laughs> it's a good principle, isn't it? Yeah. If the churches of Judea and Jerusalem had improvement, then I'm sure they would share their resources with someone who's going through a similar experience. It's all about giving, isn't it? Their deep poverty to a wealth of generosity. Quite something, isn't it? 
It says, to their power I bear record, and yea, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. And over an exceeding measure, something above the ordinary, they were willing to give of themselves. And this is the corporate, this is the fellowship of them all. Praying others with much entreaty, beseeching to receive the gift. So obviously there might be some from Paul, they know, well, hang on, I don't want you to maybe give so much, but no, he says, you must do this. We are begging you. We want you to do this. We are entreating you to receive this gift that we have collected to minister to these saints in Jerusalem. Now, isn't that wonderful? They're not going to take no for an answer. We will give, they said. They were willing to give. Willingness is a big thing, isn't it? And he says, And this they did, not as we had hoped or expected. They, he got more than he expected. Paul got more than he expected because they gave their own selves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. Here's that example of giving ourselves, first of all, to the Lord. So what does that mean? Romans 12 verse 1, doesn't it, tells us, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. I think the ESV has there, your spiritual service. They first give them themselves. When you think of Jesus and the disciples at the beginning, when he was, he was calling them from the fishermen, and they were called, and they left all, yielded up all claim, and followed Jesus. They were giving themselves first to him. Yeah. Yielding up all claim. Now there's something, isn't it? The fishing, the fishing industry was their livelihood. The boats were theirs. And they left it to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The giving of themselves first. And most of them, we know that all of them were martyred apart from John. So it cost them their lives. And there's always a lovely principle of giving, you know, it, it's, your giving is before the Lord and it's unto the Lord. And it can be very private and very personal. Yes. They desired Titus that as he would be gone, so he would also finish in the same grace also. Therefore, as you abound in everything, this is the Corinthians, they were abounding in faith. They were abounding in utterance. They had knowledge they had all diligence. And in your love to us, Paul is now saying, see that you abound in this grace also. Get it sorted, yes? Get the collection done, finished, sent to those in need. He says, I don't give you a command here, but by occasion of the forwardness of others to prove the sincerity of your love, the earnestness of your love. And there's another little thought there, isn't it? 
all that we do for the Lord, all that we do for others, is done in love. And then we get this verse. We've had the example of the Macedonian Christians, which should have stirred them up. Now we have the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That ye through his poverty might be rich. Now should that not impact upon us when we read that what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us and when we link it to Philippians this humiliation taking the lowest place all the sufferings that we've heard of this morning that he went through that speaks to the Corinthians doesn't it Look at his grace. Look how rich, look how poor he became that you might have all these spiritual blessings and be rich. And herein I give my advice for this expedient for you who have begun before, not only to do but also to be forward a year ago. Now therefore perform the doing of it that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be performance also of what ye have. For if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to a man hath, not according to the hath not. For I mean, not that other men be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their want, their abundance also may supply your want. Equality. Yes. And he gives an example of the manner in Exodus in the Old Testament. As it, he that gathered much had nothing over, he that gathered little had no lack. Giving us an example there as well, isn't it? Because the manna came down, it was the bread of God from heaven, wasn't it? And God told him, You shall take each one of you an omer of the number of persons each of you have in your tent. Uh, and the people did so. Some gathered more, some gathered less. But when they measured it, this is the interesting thing, when they measured it, whoever had gathered much had nothing left over. Interesting, isn't it? It was just perfect to what they needed. Nothing left over. And those who gathered little, they were suffice. There was no lack. It's amazing the way the Lord does that, isn't it? So the Lord's talking to us about equality in, in giving. Now let me just turn to this um, Philippian example. Remember that that's part of the Macedonian churches. There was a man called Epaphroditus. And he was a, the Philippian church always keeping in touch with Paul and sending him funds, etc., etc., for his necessities. And they sent Epaphroditus. Now, this man had given himself willingly to the Lord. 
to such an extent, it said, verse 30, because of the work of Christ, he was nigh unto death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service towards me. So this man almost died in serving the Lord and in serving Paul in what he needed. And the thought of him dying was an absolutely a horrendous point for Paul to think about. But he also says to these Philippians, he says in verse four, chapter 4, you have done well that you did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated to me as concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So this is a wonderful example of these Philippians as well, that they're not forgetting Paul. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. Now when we give, and we give willingly and overaboundingly, that's fruit for glory in the day of glory. It's fruit. But I have all, he says, and abound, and I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things that were sent from you, an order of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. So all these sacrificial giving we know from Scripture is acceptable and well-pleasing to God. And I think, remember, it was David that said, only of thine own have we given thee. <laughs> all that we have has been given us. So we're only given back what he has already given. Well, let me see this beautiful example of the, the tabernacle, which again is so encouraging and, and so motivating. <clears throat> Where Moses said, Take you from an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart. This is the important bit, yes. The willingness is there. Bring it as an offering to the Lord. Now there's lots of things that made up the tabernacle. There's gold, there's silver, there's brass, there's blue, there's purple, there's scarlet, there's fine linen, there's goat's hair, there's ram skins dyed red, there's badger skins, there's wood, there's oil, there's spices, there's anointing oil for the sweet incense, there's onyx stones for the ephod, etc. and etc. All those things are there, yes? And it says, they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up, and everyone who was his spirit made willing, and they brought to the Lord's offering the work of the tabernacle of the congregation, and for all his service, and for the holy garments. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willing-hearted, they brought bracelets, earrings, rings, tablets, all jewels of gold, Every man that offered, offered an offering of gold unto the Lord. Every man with whom found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen, goat's hair and red skins and rams, badger skins, brought them. Everyone did offer an offering of silver and brass, brought the Lord's offering, and every man with whom was found shit in wood, and every work of the service brought it. The women were wise-hearted, did spin with their hands, and brought that which they had spun both of blue and of purple, of scarlet and fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun 
goat's hair. And the rulers brought onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod for the breastplate. We can see there that lots of these items, some were more expensive than others. But each was coming and giving and it was accepted by all. And it says, they spake unto Moses saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service and the work of the Lord commanded them to make. They overabounded. It was nice for them in that time, wasn't it, to make something that the beauty of the tabernacle, that they made it. They overabounded in this. All these things are good examples for us in giving. Uh, and this spirit of fellowship, it's not just thinking about ourselves, is it? Although we look after each other and we, we would support each other and others' needs. It's the wider picture. It's all saints, isn't it? Across the world. And whatever needs they have. This principle of giving. With a willing heart. Because if it's not willing, you know, if you're just doing it out of duty, it's not the same, is it? Doing things out of duty because it's my duty, I have to do it. It's because you want to do it. (laughs) You want to overabound, you want to please the Lord. In everything. In giving. And what we've got to think of, the great blessing it gives to others, isn't it? Paul says of the Lord, it's more blessed to give, the Lord Jesus said, than to receive. More blessed to give than to receive. But the people receiving it get a wonderful blessing. And encouragement and grace, don't they? And it's love. It's all love. Christian fellowship is love and is giving and is willing. Let's close in prayer. Oh, Father, we do thank thee again for thy word. Uh, we thank thee the things that we learn from it. And from the Corinthian assembly, we do thank thee that thou hast given us the opportunity to serve in lots of capacities. Thou hast given gifts to each and every one of us to serve whatever capacity. And we thank thee that we can give as directed by thee, as prompted by thee for the needs of others around us we thank thee again for our own Christian fellowship here Uh, we thank thee for the joy we thank thee for the peace we thank thee for the encouragement we thank thee for the love we thank thee for the bonds that we have we thank thee for the desire that we have to serve the Lord in this place until he shall come And so we thank thee for these things. In thy precious name, amen.